Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Everything Real Estate Investing Show with Sean Pan. Today we're going to go over a different kind of investing topic. We're going to talk about something called TIC, or Tenants in Common. And the reason why I want to talk about Tenants in Common is because it seems to be a very big subject in the real estate investing community right now. People in San Francisco are having a hard time finding a way to make profit on their real estate investments. And a really profitable thing that people have been doing is doing TIC. Now, what are the benefits of that? Well, basically the whole point is that you buy a multifamily property, but you buy it as tenants in common, and then you're able to subdivide the property without having to wait for this crazy lottery system that takes years. And so basically you're able to subdivide the property and sell it as individual condominiums for lots and lots of profit. So I decided to do some research on it, and it turns out that it's not as simple as it may seem. So I'm going to go over everything I learned, and I might even read some snippets, and I hope you guys enjoy the show. So basically, like I said before, tenants in common is a form of ownership in which two or more people own separate shares of the same real property. In tenants in common circumstances, each person holds an individual undivided ownership interest, which gives them equal right to use the property or transfer their ownership interest. And this is done through a tenants in common agreement rather than a deed or other type of real estate property conveyance. And when one tenant in common dies, his share of the property can be left to his heirs. And that's different from joint tenancy. In joint tenancy, if a co-owner dies, his portion of the property goes to the remaining co-owners. So think about married couples. Two people own the property as joint tenants. When the husband dies, the wife gets all the stuff. You can have up to 35 total people in a TIC. And it's also easier to 1031 exchange out of a tenant in common because you can just sell your portion and do a 1031 exchange out versus being in a regular situation where you have to wait for the entire group to sell the property and then you can 1031 your gains out individually. So according to this website I found online, San Francisco has interesting laws and all the strategies that I mentioned about how you can be tenants in common, get a property, subdivide it without going through this five-year lottery process. Uh, that's not as simple as it may seem. There are a lot of rules and in fact, a lot of stuff actually changed. So most of the strategies don't work anymore, but it's still good to learn. So I'll just give you a quick overview of what happened. Buildings with more than six units cannot be condo converted. If they are more than six units, then they have to stay as multifamily rentals. So buildings with two to four units can qualify for conversion in three ways. So one way is the fastest is an automatic lottery bypass for a duplex if each unit is occupied by a separate owner. You can then sell each unit as a condo without having to go through the lottery process. There is the expedited program which is the whole TIC strategy. It says buildings owned as TIC as of April 15th, 2013. So we're already five and a half years too late to do the strategy. Okay, but it's still good to know. As of April 15, 2013, can convert between 2013 and 2020. So if you had this multifamily property and you own it as a TIC, then you still have about two years left to convert. 
And as of July of 2017, so a year ago, the city of SF stopped accepting expedited conversion program applications for buildings with renters in it because of a recently filed lawsuit. Rent control in SF is a serious thing, and it really sucks. Some people are just staying in their SF apartments paying 500 bucks a month's rent when their next-door neighbors are paying $4,000. It's crazy. The third way is through an annual conversion lottery, and that's the lottery I was talking about. It's actually currently suspended, but expected to return in 2024. Buildings with five to six residential units are eligible for the expedited conversion program, but are no longer eligible to participate in the conversion lottery. So that means that five to six unit buildings that were not already TICs as of April 2013 cannot be converted into condominiums. Too bad. Even tenant buyouts can affect the conversion process. So a tenant buyout is when you do cash for keys and you say, hey, I'll give you $20,000, please move out of the, of the unit. And then once they move out, the rent control law doesn't apply anymore. But if you buy them out after October 31st, 2014, and the person was over 60 years old, or was a disabled person who resided in your building for 10 years, or if the buyout involved a catastrophically ill person, then the building is disqualified under all conversion eligibility programs. So don't kick out old people or sick people. And after October 31st, 2014, any tenant buyout has to be reported. This is crazy. And if the buyout involves two or more tenants who aren't in the aforementioned category of being old or super sick, then the owner occupancy duration is extended to 10 years. So you have to actually live in that building for 10 years before you can do condo conversion. This is crazy law. <laughs> and the lottery system, the condominium lottery was held every year during the first quarter. And tickets cost $250 and are available for a two-month period. Up to 200 units can be converted through the lottery. That's 200 units, not buildings. And the lottery favors buildings that have lost. And they haven't done it since 2013. And the average was about five years. So you go through a lot of process, it takes about five years. I was incredibly excited for this tenants in common idea of doing condo conversions. But after reading this, it seems like it's not possible anymore, at least in its current form. In San Francisco, maybe condo conversions is a thing on the other parts of the Bay Area, but I haven't done any research on that yet. Anyways, I thought this was a very interesting topic. And even though this strategy no longer works for new investors, I think it's always important to educate yourself and find out all the different strategies to make a profit out of this business. Sticking with the same strategy forever won't work. So you have to be creative and do what other people aren't doing. And that's how you make huge, huge profits in real estate investing. And who knows, maybe they'll bring it back someday. And just by knowing these facts, you can succeed where others will fail. Anyways, that was another episode of the Everything Real Estate Investing Show with Sean Pan. Thanks for listening. Take care.